Bam, we're live. Barely made it. Having a tough morning, boys. I'm having a tough morning. Why? Because I can't figure out whether Bigfoot has hair or fur. And 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 he has both. And all my bigoted friends just tell me that Gen- that uh, that Bigfoot doesn't exist, and it's just it really disappoints me. He has both. Oh, good. You've run this this topic by a lot of people already this morning. Oh, it's been just I called like three hundred people this morning, and and, and 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 you know what? Like I just realized that most of my friends are bigots because they think Bigfoot. Did you get a call, James? Doesn't exist. No friends. No, we're friends. not friends. Yeah, I was gonna say me neither. Friends. <laughs> And, and and then and then I followed up with who would win in a fight, Superman or Batman? And they're like, Sevon, that doesn't exist. That only exists between your ears. It's not real. And and I just and I fuck these people. I hate them. I wish the Supreme Court would pass a law and put them in jail. They the Supreme Court just might. Uh <laughs> careful, James. <laughs> My show. You're right, you're right. Uh good morning. The teams may never, ever reach this status ever again. Then again, I never thought that there would be a Matt Fraser or a T. Toomey after what we saw Rich do, did, did, dude, did, dude, dude, did, uh, done it. Uh, but uh, the when we had uh, Annie Thor's daughter on this podcast, she said that there was a nostalgia and exci- exciting component to being out on the floor once again with Rich. And I think that's super cool. And I think for me, that is going to be uh, – I, I just watched um, Reykjavik's uh, video that they put out. Uh, the training It looks like the training plan sponsors it. Yami Tinkinen is their coach. And uh, they made a 27-minute video that shows uh, Tola, Com Porter, Lauren Fisher, Annie Thor's daughter, and Bjorkman Carl Goodmanson, who looks like a damn model. Um, they should make him the next James Bond or something. He should be, oh, he needs that's to be in good. Movies. Yeah, he is so, he's so handsome. Yeah. And, and, he, and he looks like a drawing. He's like, even his blemishes look fake. He's too uh, skinny, though, you know? He's not, and he's not defined enough. Like, I think his physique oh. is <laughs> Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, we just put him in a caloric deficit for, you know, a few days. <laughs> no chance. Um, uh, so, um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great watching, watching these guys out there after watching that video. I, I never thought, uh, uh, Reykjavik would have a chance, but, but I got a little proximity bias cause I watched that video last night and now I think that they, they might have a chance. Um, my first question is to you, uh, and, and so it's going to be exciting this year. I think this is the year. If, if you want to put your toe in the water with the, with the teams, I think this is the year we're, we're finally there. It's, it's reached that status. Um, James. I believe that Bigfoot has fur. No, I believe that um, that the teams have an easy way out component to them. Not a lot, but the, because just that, the, that you can hide, and you've done both at the highest level. You've done individual, but that just that there's a way you can hide. The implications are that Rich Froney went team so that he could um, get a little more free time with his kids maybe a lot of more free time. Um, what Can you tell us what the difference is? Is there a difference? I mean, when I competed, to answer your first question, to hide, I think they're doing a better job in terms of programming events so it's harder to hide. The synchro stuff, the amount of worm stuff we see. 
And um, you see less and less of sort of like uh, the relay style stuff. I mean, it still pops up, especially at the games across events. But you see a lot more events and you see so much more, like I said, of the, the team-based synchro or worm stuff that I think it's way harder to hide people. Um, they're getting better at that. Wait, James, is there potentially a perspective that you could hide more on a worm than you could in a relay? If you're in a relay, you're forced to do all the work of your section in that relay. Yeah, that's a and really good see, point. And you can see whether you do good for your add time for your team or lose time for your team. But I feel like you could, uh, if you had like three hammers on your team, you could maybe really make up for somebody um, in a relay or something like that. Whereas like on the worm, if someone's going to drop the worm because they're not as fit as everybody else, like you can't, the, the entire team basically has to stop doing reps. Um, that's kind of my thought process behind that. Yeah, I mean, there there have been a, a lot of scrutiny surrounding team programming and how much of each style of workout is appropriate. And I think that, you know, we, we talked about it in semifinals sometimes. Like, you know, they, they were mandated to have six tests, and some of the competitions had one worm test out of six. I thought that was too low. You know, yeah. if you had four, that would probably be too many. And by the same token, I felt like if you had, you know, like I think t- both of the CrossFit pre-programmed workouts, uh, or no, one of them was obviously just lifting, and then a lot of other ones had a, a relay in addition to that. So you had two out of six where it was just you on the floor by yourself doing something. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I, I'm also I'm not sure if that's necessary in a six event test. But if you're talking about the games where there's likely around twelve, you might see that two times, and I think that's okay. Yeah, and I think you know where that really stands out as I was looking at uh, last year's, even this year's open rankings of teams. And then where they end up, if they do, where they end up at the games, if they actually make to the games. And it seems like open performance, except for somebody like maybe the top two teams, correlates doesn't correlate as well as semifinal performance with games performance. And I think that's because in the open, you really don't see a lot of those classic um, pieces of equipment like a worm or something like that. But, um, yeah, I see your point there. I'd like to see – I like seeing – I don't know. I don't love watching the synchro stuff. And that's because I think some of it is getting so hard. It's, it's very challenging to judge. And um, and I think that will get better. But, like, there was a – I think it was um, – was it at – not Atlas Games, maybe Granite Games. There was, like, a four-person – it was, like, a four-person wall ball shot. Was that at the Granite Games? I don't know. It just looked ridiculously hard to judge. Like, that kind of stuff isn't my favorite event from a from a team perspective. I think the best team still wins, but I don't know about second through five. So – Wad Zombie, um, this is not the news. Hobart's just putting his toe in the water. The news would be uh, getting in naked. He's not not quite there. Wad Zombie's been really, it was really sweet to me on Instagram the other day, flirting a little bit. Wow. No yeah. shot, no what was your other there. question, Savon? Is it, oh, um, it's, easy, it's easier than an individual. Maybe, maybe there's, a, maybe it's not that you can truly hide, but there's a psychological component um, of of thinking you're gonna hide meaning it t- because so if you watch that video that uh the training plan put out and it shows the Reykjavik team there's also it's also a thread of Bjorgvin and the entire time Bjorgvin stressed to the max and these other guys have each other it's kind of like when I discipline my kids when I discipline all three of them it's not as it doesn't seem as severe as when I say it and like someone just imagines if they had one kid because they all three have each other hey go outside and, and run 20 laps around the house well the three of them have each other you send one kid out there to do it and it seems a little more severe because he's isolated he doesn't have the camaraderie with the others so maybe people join team and they think that they do it for a little bit of psychological relief but it doesn't it's not really easier physically 
Yeah, there's definitely a diffusion of responsibility. It, it yeah, what did you use? You say smart shit. Diffusion of responsibility. <laughs> yeah, like there's more to, you know, it's like it's less on me on a team. Um, and I also think like it's easier to get to the games as a team and take last place than it would be as an individual and take last place as an individual. Like, I think that's a fair statement. Um, and I don't know what that actually says about the difficulty between the two, but I definitely think that's the case. I, you know, from my experience and um, I was, I definitely was never going to be a standout individual games athlete. Um, and so I found more success on the teams that way. But from Did a that pause there, Stefan? He was hoping he would say, yeah, yes, you were, James. I'm, I'm no, going to. to. I'm making a note. I'm I didn't going want to, to say that. Thank but you. My um, my point is that uh, I forgot now. Oh, that I trained way harder. We trained way harder more on team than I ever did as an individual. And so the point is, I think if you want to win as a team, it's still really, really hard. You know, I think all the stress is there. All the, you know, the <laughs> physical implications are there as far as um, improving and be able to stand on the top of the podium. Savan, do you know, I don't think that the award existed at the time of, um, of most improved, but I think that James might've been a strong candidate for it. Thanks. W- what was his lowest ranking at the games? His first Low. ranking was 70th. Low. <laughs> and then he, he came back the next year and finished 18th. How, how do you finish 70th out of 40? Well, no, this, were, was, um, this was 2009. Yeah, there were 74. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. He beat four guys, including Dutch Lowey. Low, Low. Wow. I should get Dutch on the show. I haven't talked to him in 10 years or 15 years. Uh, James. But 70th to 18th, I mean, that is a really substantial change in one year. And it is weird. I, I, I agree. I and it is weird to 20. hear. It is weird to hear James say, um, uh, I wasn't a standout because as long as you're not, if you make it to the games and you're not from one of those continents that just hasn't developed CrossFit yet, God, I'm being nice this morning. Um, <laughs> then, then I think you are a standout. Uh, James. And also if someone is looking for reprieve or for some diffusion of responsibility, the teams you don't go to are a team that has rich or Annie on it. Yeah, because because I, there may even be more added pressure there, right? Because now, now you have you have the, the greatest standing next to you in both circumstances. Yeah, I think if I think if you want to win, like all of the the stresses and difficulties are there. I you know it's I just don't think that stuff goes away. If yeah, like I said, if you want to go on a team and just have fun and show up, and it's it's probably easier to make it to the games on a team that isn't. It is easier to make it to the games on a team than individual. But if you want to go and win, it's not easy by any means well the math just makes it easier right four people a team 40 teams that's 160 people versus 104 100 uh as opposed to 40 and well i guess 80 because men and women but then on also you've taken out all the best people theor- theoretically so of course it's going to be easier uh rich has put this this team that's um i'm gonna ask you a question about rich Froney. maybe you can answer for him rich has put this team together to win true or false true uh, but but annie's team is not put together to win why do you say that do you know what? because she doesn't have rich has the best women and the best dude you could like we could split hairs and be like no he didn't get just have you said that to annie like hey rich has the best have you said that to arguably one of the best female crossfitters ever like no rich has the best women and you don't annie 
No, no, not, not I don't mean just the best women. I mean he this team, Rich. If if Rich thought one of these people on his team would, let me ask you this question: Do you think if Rich thought one of these people on his team was the weak link, he would toss him? And if if someone better was available, I'm just saying yeah. that I think Annie probably could, if she could have possibly found better people than Com Porter, Lauren Fisher, and um 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 uh, Tola. Yeah, I don't know if that says much. Like you, you, you'd, you'd fill your team with better people if you could find them. But I think Annie went out and picked the best people that she believed she could for that team. Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't think anyone on that team is. I don't think she's looking at her team and, and thinking these aren't the best that I could get. Right. Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair. And, I, and, and I, shit, I, I don't would, know. And I as I say it, as I say it, herself that way, you know. Yeah. And as I say it, I, I can't think of anyone that pops in my head that I'm like, okay, this person's better than Lauren Fisher. This person's better than Tolo. This person's better than Com Porter. I can't think of anyone. I mean, that guy, but he's going individual. Yeah. What are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand this game. What is, what is this? What is this game? You put water in your mouth and then you hit someone. Oh, sh- oh shit. I slapped you Tola, and then spit on you. Wow. Isn't Bjork, isn't the person who gets slapped supposed to be the one that spits? He slapped Tola and spit on him. I think cause he slapped Tola and Tola did not move at all. <laughs> I, I think it's, I haven't um, interacted with Tola a bunch. I've met him a few times. He, in in my experience, he seems like the nicest person on the planet. So it's just funny to watch BKG slap. Look at BK, BKG <laughs> hits like my in his face. <laughs> what is wrong with people? Oh man, <laughs> I love the internet. Look, they don't even want to hit each other. Look how nice Lauren is to her. Look at look at look at Bjorgren hits like my wife. Oh, this look at look this watch his, watch his shot on Tola. Look at him. Look at him. It's like. <laughs> Oh, hey, Simone, awesome. if, I, Simone, if I fly out to your house, can you and I do this face? Oh, yes. Pro- yes. Promise? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. 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 Done deal. Yes. And and I wanted to put jalapeno water, blend jalapenos in water in our mouth. So when we spit on each other, our eyes burn. It's like, it's like a pep. There's a pepper spray component. I like it. Um, oh, man. Brian, Brian, who, who are, are their contenders this year? Or is there just is 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 the are the team do the teams have a um Tia Tumi uh component or is it more like the men? Let let's uh, assuming that Tia has a better chance of winning than Justin Medeiros. Where does the where does where do the teams play out in respect to uh, Rich Froney? Is Tia is, does it go Tia Justin and then Team Mayhem or does Team Mayhem have a better chance of winning than either Justin or uh, Tia? I put them in the middle. I, I would say okay. he is the best lock of the three. Then mayhem, and then Justin. No shit. What do you think about that, uh, Hobart? I think that's fair. You do, it, and it's not. Yeah, I agree. It's not a. It's not a knock on mayhem at all. No, no, no. I, I don't. I think it's a knock good, on my boy Justin. It's I think just it's how a, good. No, it's not. It's not a knock on him for sure. Uh, it's. Uh, it's just a, that. That's how good Tia is. I've been like, you know, I see so, Morning Chaka put it this thing that ninety-five percent of people so far have picked her to win of their top five, whatever they're doing. And like these other 5% of people, they're just either friends of someone or delusional. There's nothing. There is nothing. (laughs) I've looked and tried to find it. There's nothing that suggests that anyone has a chance against Tia, but it's not that much different for Mayhem, despite the fact that there are a handful of really, really good teams in this division. In fact, I personally am interested in up to maybe 20 teams that are competing this year. There's, there's no one that's on par with Mayhem in my opinion. 
Um, <clears throat> most of the years that they've competed, you could look at their roster and say, there's the chink in the armor. And this year, and it's usually the second guy. And this year, the second guy just podiumed at Wadapalooza. And he's an absolute beast who's taken the time this year away from his family to do this with them. It's the best sidekick, if you will, in terms of a man that, that I think James is, uh, uh, Rich has ever had alongside him. I think Rich thinks that too. Sorry, James. And, uh, and, and, uh, and Samuel is a mental giant also. He is a, that brain of his appears to be a steel trap. Is he like yeah, a physicist or something? No, he he just his his head game. He just oh. seems. I mean, that guy thinks he can go out and win the games. He thinks that if he if you put him in the individual right now, he'd go out and win. He's he's supremely confident. He thinks that unless you also put Rich in the field, then he thinks he gets second. Right, right, right. Uh, and and do we do we see that confidence um from uh, Reykjavik? Well, I you know honestly, the Reykjavik team in a way reminds me of the brute team from 2017 where like they have assembled themselves and their mission is to dethrone the champs. And I know that, uh, you know, some people have seen performances of theirs sprinkled in throughout the season that are like, Nope, look at that. They did bad on that one workout and you can't do that badly on one workout and have a chance against mayhem. But in all of those cases, there are other little nuances going on, whether it was them testing something out or one of their athletes, maybe not being at 100% that year. I mean, Lauren has been progressively improving throughout the season as she recovers from uh, the elbow thing that she had going on. And I, you know, watched them in person in, uh, the, in, the, in Amsterdam at the, at the Lowlands Throwdown, and I was extremely impressed with every single one of them individually and their teamwork, and I think that those things will all only be better versions of that in a couple of weeks. Uh, this is the biggest threat to mayhem that they've had since 2017. When I see Annie out there, I definitely see a, um, the star component of her and the energy she brings to the team. In, in the footage, they just look different. And when she's out there and she's waving to the crowd, she, th- there's an aura about her that also Rich has, that a few others have, uh, that, um, that I'm assuming that everyone on their team feels and elevates their performance to. Um, do you think that they believe they can beat uh, Reykjavik, Hobart? Uh, they can beat um, uh, Mayhem? Do you think Reykjavik believes it can beat Mayhem? Yeah, I don't think you go out there and do what they're trying to do unless you think that. Uh, Sam Cop Alpine, Reykjavik doesn't have a chance. It's all social media hype. There you go. Maybe they don't believe it. No, I don't. I think you take that time to put that team together and, and they've made those commitments to go, you know, move halfway across the world. Um, I think you have to believe that. I, I guess you could just look at it like this. If you say that, um, if you say that uh, Annie and Lauren Fisher are better than Taylor and uh, Nistler, then you could say that Rich and Samuel are better than Tola and Khan, and you have a wash. We have a fight on our hands. We know. I was thinking about this. Um, no, Brian. Know. Go ahead. Go ahead, Hobart. Sorry. No, no, no. Let Brian go. You want him to talk clearly. No, 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 I don't. I don't. Go oh, ahead. Okay. Sorry, sorry. No, I was going to ask I Brian. I was looking this question. into his eyes when I spoke. I, I was going to ask Brian this question, and that obviously, I let's say that you compare. You know, you had all the ladies compete, and Annie would be the fittest individual female out of the entire group. Let's just say. But is there, you know, is there a stark difference between fitness needed to be the best individual and fitness needed to be the best athlete on the team, and which team has that better? You know, I, I wonder how much that is a thing and how much that matters here. 
or if, do you think that matters? Well, in, in this in this case, you know, I think Andrea and Nistler and Taylor Williamson are very different. I, I think Andrea is an athlete you could pull out of the team competition and insert into the individual competition, and she would do very well. And, ba- and basically, all of her performances support that from the open through times that she's competed in uh, sanctionals over the years when she's done granite games in the past as an out of season competition. You know, she's always, she's always hung in there and Taylor Williamson is, it is to my opinion, like the epitome of a, of a, what you want in a female team athlete where she's still going to do okay in individual competitions, but she really, really, her skill sets lend themselves to the team division very well because <clears throat> she's uh, she does have a couple I would say she has a couple of weaknesses relative to her strengths that Andrea is more balanced across the board. Um, and those weaknesses are a lot easier to, you know, to your point, Savan, to mask over the course of an entire competition when in the team division. Additionally, she's really good with, with the worm. And so she can carry a lot of the burden there. And, it, and even so for the men, sometimes you can see her slot to the, to the back of the worm. I think she could probably even do the front if she wanted to. So I think Taylor's, you know, the, the compliment of them is really good, but she, especially in the team side of things, is a, a very, very valuable asset. God dang, did you see her body? These and the, the that she's a she's a statue, Taylor. Yeah, you know, the, I want to see her next to Amanda Barnhart. Of, I mean, she looks she looks uh, she looks fitter than Rich. She looks. She, I want her body before I take Rich's body. One, of, you know, one of the other yeah. things about the team competition, and James, you might have a. <laughs> dude look at her legs look at her ass to her knee what is that one called the femur <laughs> it's longer than my fucking leg yeah man Wait, she's taller she's quite a bit taller than she's Anyways, bigger than like, rich they got rich in the front because he's the fucking little crumb well the, the <laughs> point i was uh, trying to make here is that height on a team i think is an important factor and you don't want to have yeah. outliers that are too tall or too short and Andrea is more or less the average height of, of the most of the men in the field. You can see here, she's probably 5'9 or 5'10. Andrea's a little shorter, but she's not she's not shorter than 5'6. And so they don't have a lot of disparity from tallest to shortest on their team, which helps when you do have anything that requires synchro and range of motion. Obviously the worm, but also anything like a wall ball we were talking about earlier, um, or even something like a, a gymnastics move where you don't have to compensate as much for those big lever differences that I see sometimes show up on other teams. Uh, um, uh, can, can you go back to that worm a little bit? I, I want to just, this is getting into some granular shit and I apologize, but I've always wondered this. Um, how, how do they pick the order? What, what's the, t- tell me a little bit about the worm. We're going to see that in the games, right? Yeah. I, what, what's the strategy with the worm? Is it different for different movements? Like, so basically they're in order of height there, right? Is that no, not this, quite. No, okay. Look, James, I've never done this. Let me tell you what I think, and then James can tell me if I'm right or wrong about okay. it. Okay, I, I kind of view it almost as a relay, like what you know, where you're going to put your best and worst at the at the ends. But in this case, I think they also most of the teams like to op, alternate by sex. So you have your best male with that implement in the front, your best female in the back, and then the other two just filter in. Yeah, because in the past, the way the bags were weighted, it was like they were alternating in terms of like heaviest to lightest. Um, no shit. I didn't know that. The, really? The front was typically the heaviest. And um, it definitely is noticeable. Like the front definitely feels heavier in a lot of cases. And you'll probably see teams, and I know I've seen Mayhem do this, switch out. They did this at semifinals and other teams. 
switch out the front person once in a while because there's it's definitely a little bit heavier. Um, I don't think that you know it seems like a great wait a sec, James. Point. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. So there's there's two there's an idea you proposed. You said it used to be that the the bags alternated weight. They don't anymore. But yeah, regardless were, of that, the front always seems a little bit heavier. I think they still do. I think the front is still the heaviest bag, but I think now it's more. They were. Um, I forget what the weights were, but it was like heaviest to lightest, and the differences weren't enormous, but it was noticeable, especially in the front. Um, I think the more important thing is what Brian said, and this shouldn't. It's a super tiny point, but it shouldn't be lost on anybody. I think teams who have similar heights have a distinct advantage on the worm um, far and away. And so that is something that helps mayhem here. But uh, um, when was this is one day ago. I want you to watch Nistler's feet, man. We're yeah, really, yeah, I saw her. She the, stands like what the fuck and then is going on? No, no, no. She's her right foot. She's is, hurt. She's hurt. It's not necessarily that she's hurt. So I have to do this when I do a single arm overhead dumbbell squat on one side of my body. But yeah, you can see it there, James. Her right foot's coming up. Yeah, absolutely. She doesn't care too. I mean, she's working it. You can see by the way she makes little micro adjustments. She's working it. She's figuring something out. See that? She's the only person making adjustments on the fly. I think she's hurt, man. I don't know if she's hurt. She just might not have that ankle range of motion there. Andrew, and 25 minutes into the Sevon podcast, July 19th, breaking news. Andrew Nistler is when, injured. When was this posted? Uh, it looks like one day ago. Mm. Or it was edited one day ago. I Actually, I've never paid that kind of close attention to her other workouts. And this seems like a silly thing to talk about for more than two minutes. But I'd have to watch them do other warm workouts. Like I've seen a lot of athletes when they do pistols or single arm overhead squats, things like that, where the heel comes up off the ground because they don't have the ankle flexibility or aim, whatever flexibility to get down there. So, Oh, look at Matt doing some sleuthing, doing some sleuthing. Okay. So we didn't really make any, 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 any progress on, on why them, they they're in that order other than with the front bag is generally feels heavier regardless if it is or isn't. And if you are all the same height, um, you do have an advantage. Row four. Oh, you can buy one of these. Yeah. So it's, it alternates 170. I think somebody already said that in the comments. Mm -hmm. I I think this is one of those things. If you buy, you regret buying. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. 100%. It just takes up room in your Unless team. you're a games team. <laughs> Holy cow. What 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 is what is the thing? Do we know for sure this is Rich's last year? No. We don't, don't know. Think. Yeah, we yeah, we don't know. I mean, he's he's joked around about Masters, he's joked but but we've heard this all this just we've heard him postulate before, right? But why would he, my question, why would he stop competing? Well, there could be several answers to that. Yeah. One one is that, you know, like it or not, like it is a toll uh, emotionally, mentally, physically over time. This would be his 10th time doing it or 11th time, 12th time, 12th time doing it. 10th time as a champion, if he's able. And that those are pretty nice numbers to round out a career with. Uh, Additionally, you know, there's more and more uh, program or uh, competitions are being programmed by mayhem. Uh, for example, and I know that there's been like conversations about the potential of Rich eventually having a hand in programming an element of the games, maybe uh, the team division or something like that. And if he did have that opportunity and wanted to go do it, he probably couldn't also be competing. Uh, and then, yeah, exactly this is maybe 
you know, he says that when he steps away from the individual side of competing, it was to spend more time with his family. But my perspective from the outside is he's still training a lot and he's still spending a lot of time in the gym. And, uh, you know, he likes doing that. It's, I think it's something that he'll always will do, but he could, you know, he probably could, you know, stand to do a, you know, four or less sessions a week or something and have some more family time. Uh, I, I, I think what Christy said and what Brian was just saying is I, I think I heard him say this also that his kids are starting to get into organized sports and he wants to be a part of that. Maybe he will, maybe he's going to go coach him up in some, uh, peewee baseball. His kids, his kids just skip right over Pee Wee. Uh, um, I, I want to look at um, uh, on Brian's list here. Brian gave us uh, was kind enough to give us a ranking, and he has uh, for a third place on the podium. Uh, CrossFit Oslo Navy Blue uh, with Nicolade. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to try this. Ingrid, Lena, and Evind. Okay, that's Evind. a good pick. <clears throat> they were uh, second last year, right? And they have a new guy. See, did my homework, Brian. Yeah, uh, Nikolai Bilodel is the addition to this team. The other three are coming back. Nikolai is the fittest man in Norway, and uh, he represented them in 2019 games. He's a good addition to the team. Um, I got it. Uh, you know, they competed at strength and depth. Didn't get to see him in person, but they were very good there, um, winning every event, obviously. And just that, you know, the, these two women are <laughs> they're the Norwegian equivalents of uh taylor and andrea and i and i really do think in this case that uh the women's the women's side of things is a wash i think they're just as good as andrea and taylor are at this point in their careers as far as team female athletes go but those two guys cannot keep up with rich and sam and that's not a knock against them at all it's there's no one that can in this competition that can keep up with rich and sam who who is who is closer um, Oslo Navy Blue and Reykjavik, or Reykjavik and Freedom. Who who who's closer in in terms of uh, ability? I would say Navy Blue and Reykjavik. I was really really tempted to put Navy Blue second on this list. Okay, and and uh, and then and then who is closer? Uh, CrossFit Mayhem Independence is CrossFit Mayhem Independence just a totally separate quality of team than these top three are these top three a kind of runaway or is there a line there i think i think there's. Pick. what's that james i think that's a high pick for independence i think it's cool though uh yeah i i think that there's a you know a definitive line after the top three teams in the, in the team division um and then i kind of view the next five teams as another group after that um, let me ask you this real quick. Let's go back up to the top. Who's the best person on the um, – when I mean best, I mean uh, fittest, brings most to the team, most capable. Who's the fittest person on uh, on CrossFit Mayhem Freedom? Who's the superstar? <laughs> oh, Rich. Uh, and on CrossFit Reykjavik. 13th in the Open this year? 15th something? Crazy. He's like uh, cr- 60 years old, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and CrossFit Reykjavik. Almost as old as James. Uh, who's no, the super- no, no one's as old as me. Who's the superstar in CrossFit Reykjavik? Who, who's the guy? Annie. Annie. And on CrossFit <laughs> um, Oslo Navy Blue, who, who's the guy? I want to say that there is one. Wow. This okay. Is more, this is like has a much more of a feel of a true team where it's like everyone feels like they're on an even playing service. I do think that uh, Lena Richter is kind of like the, the forward facing of the group or the captain, so to speak, of this team. 
And then, and then, uh, and then, on Mayhem Independence, is is there a standout? Is it? I would say, <clears throat> I would probably say, Angelo. Is no, the, it's really not Sasha Nevis. No, Sasha's uh, she's definitely the best at certain things, but she's probably the worst at other things. Wow. And, okay. And also, just the language, like you know, to, to be that person, I think you also have to have the ability to lead from a communication standpoint. I think Angelo's the most accomplished and best all-around athlete on this team right now. Alexis may have been uh, when she was competing individually, but she's gone through some injuries. She's older than the rest of this team. So she has a very valuable role on the team in terms of experience and maturity. But I think Angelo is the, the top dog here. Uh, you you would would you say, would both of you say it's fair that um, Oslo and Reykjavik oh, plan on beating Mayhem? Yeah, in their minds, yeah, that's definitely their plan. Okay, and so there's another interesting distinction. That is not Mayhem Independence plan. No, I think Mayhem Independence is hoping to get another spot on the podium. Yeah. What are the implications of that, uh, Hobart? Is that bad? Are, are you buying that 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 uh, psych- psychoanalysis, fifty cent psychoanalysis that Brian and I kind of just did? I mean, as good as everyone on that Independence team is, um, I imagine if you're training with that Freedom team regularly, um, you're probably pretty aware of what's realistic and what's not. And even if you just look at their individual open finishes, I mean, Mayhem Freedom is just a, a class above. As good as Angelo is, right? Took time off. One teens took time off, came back, still finishing top 200 in the open individually, um, helped qualify team to the games. I just think uh, there is a huge gap. And even if you look at previous year's points between first place, fourth and fifth, it's like three, 200 points, maybe 300, 200 points, we'll say 300 points down to fifth. So, yeah. Um, who's out of this whole list of 40 teams, which team is the, um, the biggest unknown, the one that you think, oh shit, they could take last or fuck. They could be top 10. Who knows? Uh, oh, I'd say move fast, lift heavy. I want to give them a shout out. Cause I thought they had someone on their team th- th- they're going to the games. Didn't they yeah, have that some was, issues? That was yeah. last year. Oh, okay. Right? They're in the, yeah, I have them ranked 12th. The team that I would actually pick for that category is. Probably right there, number six, CrossFit Selwyn. Uh, Maddie Schelling, Marnie Sykes, and the older of the two followers. Um, I think that all three of them, if Oceana had five game spots available, would have competed in the individual division this year and thought that they had a chance to get spots four and or five. And then the younger brother of the followers, which I think is Luke, would have been probably in the top 10. So they're all, all four of them are very top good 10 at the games. No, in, in Oceana. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe as high as seven or eight in that region. Okay. But you know, you're, you're talking about uh, the, you know, finishing, he would be just there behind um, Royce Dunn and Bailey Martin and those types and his brother. It's still, it's still very good. So anyway, all four of them are very good as individuals, but they saw the writing on the wall this year with only three spots. That there was a you know slim to none chance, well, probably a none chance that they were going to get those spots. So they put this team together. They did very well. That CrossFit Urban Energy team placed in the top five at the games last year, and Selwyn basically matched them almost event for event at the Torian Pro semifinal. And so I have both of them up here as contenders to maybe be flirting with the podium, but probably in that group with Mayhem Independence that's just in the next group of five. However, we haven't seen this team outside of that. It's just a new team this year. So I think there is, of course, a lot of questions that they still have to answer. Um, what was the team? Uh, you, you said that um, uh, the 12 times Rich has gone to the games, he's won 10. We, we know the first year he lost to Graham Holmberg. Uh, what was the other loss? And Was that to Invictus as a team? 
no, 2017 to the Brutes uh, team with Adrian Conway. Uh, and, 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 and are they are they in here? No. Brute doesn't have a team. No, they haven't really had a competitive team since then. They, I mean, that team was amazing. They put that team together with one mission, and from the start of the season, they were saying, you know, our goal is to beat Mayhem, and they did it. Uh, who was on that team? Uh, Mitch Spute and Brendan Fjord were the other guys. Manny Janowitz and I always, I can never remember the women. I apologize. It was a, it was a team of six. Yeah, and that's when it was four dudes and two girls. Yeah, here's this. It's like this is the problem with the. I'm not even sure if we if we scroll down here if we'll be able. Okay, so there they are. They do have them there, but they have so there's um. Tiffany was definitely on the team, and I get and uh. I don't even know. And Michaela was the backup. Uh, I thought th- I'm not sure. I thought there was someone else, but I guess so. There's, she's the only one listed there. Look at that name. That that person, Mitch, has an SPJ with no vowel, and then a UT. That's not even legal. <laughs> and then look at the name below it, FJ. Who are these people? They're the that game guy's- champions from 2017. Yeah, I remember that guy Brennan from from back in the day. He's a fucking horse. But this is if you. It's actually a good example. If you go back to the leaderboard and you look at the event finishes from uh, Mayhem and uh, Wasatch that year, it's just crazy. There's a couple outliers, but especially towards the end of the weekend, I think they were basically just exchanging first and seconds on every event. And you're just and every other team is just like okay, um, yeah. As it goes on, look at this at the end. You know, first, second, first, second, third, second for second third and they're just you know there's just not a lot of teams that can you know do anything in terms of stealing points from them and i think that we'll see something similar this year we're in a lot of the events there'll of course be some teams that specialize in certain things but for the most part you're going to see first second third or maybe down to fourth place like just interchanging between free freedom reykjavik and oslo and a lot of workouts and look who took third that year 2017 yeah crossfit for vancouver yeah uh, that's uh, Adam Adam Nafers 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 Adam Nafers team Justin Medeiros's coach. I think that dude just ran like a hundred miles or something. No, you know what he did? I think that guy. There's something called the toughest race in the world. Have you heard of this race? I didn't. He talked to us about it. I can't remember. No, I think someone else talked to me about it. Someone's like, dude, you got to have him on. He did it. I think we talked to him about it before he did it. Before me, yeah, maybe before he did it. Knifer, thank you, Heidi. God, I don't know why it's so hard for me to remember that. Knifer, Knifer. Uh, okay, can, uh, so the, um, this, do, how many events do the, do the teams do? Do they do 15 events also? It's usually more around 12. So they do less than the individual? By a couple, maybe 12 or 13 is what I would project for this season. But they still go into uh, no man's land, meaning there's no other competition like this. Just like for the individuals, there's no other competition like this in, in the sport. This is this is going to take them in. I mean, be, let, let me uh, preface this with, with this. Bjorkman uh, said he was sore going into the final day of the semifinal. And so you just wonder, man, if this was the games, uh, he, he would have two more, three more days left. Yeah. That math is accurate. And so, thank you. And so, and so, Sevon, yes. And so, and so, the, so, so the games really takes people into deep waters. Well, and funny. these people all have to get along with each other. I did see in that video, the training plan video, maybe a little tension between Khan and the other guys. Khan may have looked like he was a little high maintenance. Did you guys see that video by any chance? I, I didn't see it. 
Did you see it, Brian? Uh, I'm not sure if I watched it. <clears throat> Is this the most recent one that's come out? Uh, yeah, I think it came out yesterday. There's there's a scene where Khan and Annie and Tola and Lauren are all together. It looks like it was maybe after the semifinals. And Lauren says, and I don't appreciate you calling me this. And I don't I didn't see what happened just prior to that, but I think someone had said something to Khan, like joking. And I in Khan's response, I couldn't tell if he was joking or serious, but he said, Does anyone else have any complaints about me? And he's all fucking wide-eyed and shit, like he just <laughs> like he just did a bump of coke. And and, and Lauren's like backpedaling. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. And I was like, ah, oh, it sounds like it just looked like a little tense. But these guys got to get a this is emotional, right? Yeah, but uh yeah, for sure. Did but, you fight with the team, Hobart? No, that was probably one of the biggest strengths we had as a team is how well we worked together <laughs> when we were out there. I always I always felt like that was something we did extraordinarily better than everyone else, especially the year later. And I've talked about this before when I went and commentated and yeah. watched events and watched because yeah. I was always like I don't, I never felt like we were doing anything different than other teams. But then when I watched other teams out there and it was like, you know, Sally would drop the worm and she would, you know, flip out and then everyone would be screaming at her and they'd be like, just calm down, Sally. And I was like, oh, I, I saw some crazy <laughs> shit at the CrossFit games between teams. The shit yeah. that looked like it was going to come to blows during events. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, okay, well, that's one of the things we did better is like when we had a mistake, we didn't turn around and like slap each other and scream at each other, you know? Uh, what were you going to say, Brian? And then let's go over and look at Com Porter's Instagram. Yeah, they should do well, a, a B-roll just... video of teams having meltdowns. Sorry. Yes, that, that actually would be hilarious. be amazing. <laughs> no, it's, it's <laughs> just it, it just reminds me of, you know, people handle relationships differently. And in some cases, there's kind of seamless relationships where they don't have to have a lot of confrontations or, uh, you know, in, instigating moments like we might have seen on that Reykjavik video. But in others... I mean, I know some couples that have been together for 60 years and every time around them, they're like yelling at each other and fighting, but that's just a way of, of communicating with each other. And it's, okay. they are addressing the problem that's in front of them. It's just maybe in a more boisterous way than some makes some people like Sevan comfortable. And so he gets, you know, a little nervous around it, but that's a way of getting, you know, get it out there, get it over with and then move on. However, you probably don't want that in the midst of, a, of an event. So it's better to iron out those details in this case, in training. And then when it comes time to game time, that's when you have to you know, have the capacity to lock it in. So if they can work out well and then deal with those things before or after, maybe a positive. And I do want to say this, Nistler and uh, and uh, Taylor are fucking cool. Like when I, when I, when I, they're, they're rocks, they're solid. You know what I mean? When I, when I've had them on the show, they were, they were, they're, they're dudes, they're bros. They're cool as shit. <clears throat> They're strong. I would say they're like they're, they have a strong sense of independence, like you know, and they are capable of standing up for themselves and holding their own, and whether it's in the fitness or in just you know a conversation. Which yeah, I that's think what, is that's what I just said. I said they're dudes. Uh -huh. yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, can we see Con Porter's? Um, I'm I'm looking for a video. You guys got to see that someone sent me. It's a video that we made way back in the day that we were never allowed to release. It's about it's from a games competition in Carson, and someone sent it to me. You got to see it. Uh, okay, come. Oh, yeah. Let's look at Khan's most recent post. This is interesting. I like I like what I can see so far. Is is it that one where he's holding up the woman's vagina and it says "come"? That's probably it. But I do have the video you're speaking of 
upload it in here. It's just going to oh. take over the whole screen if you want to play it. So just okay. let me know. Okay. okay, we'll come back to Khan. I just want to show you this real quick, and then we'll come back to Khan's vagina in one second. Vagina post. Let's. Uh, so I don't know what year this was. Brian and Hobart will tell us. But this was a video we made. I've never seen this black and white version before. It was a color video. We made it when we worked at HQ, or someone made it. I can't remember. And we wanted to air it, and it, it got – I think Dave's like, fuck you guys. Or someone said, no, there's no fucking way you guys are going to show this. But it is fucking amazing. Am I going to get in trouble for this? Uh, probably. Okay. okay. Uh, but there's no nudity, violence, uh, or anything like that. It's just it, – it shows how far we've come. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that event. I competed that year. That was 2012. Oh, look at Susan's falling out of his chair. Hey, wouldn't you love to see an x-ray of everyone's spine when they carried that? Like the shit that people's discs That did? event should have been called Midline Madness. Yes. So, so Hobart, you carried that fucking thing? Yeah. Oh, and and did you did you have moves like that where you were like this and fucking did you get I mean those a little dudes, bit that one dude got knocked out he got fucking pile drived into the ground and it looked like Matt Hewitt may have got pile drived. Yeah, man, his head is still uh, damaged from still, it? Uh, it. No, it's in the grass still at Carson. <laughs> it's still there. No, I had a, that was something Rob Orlando came up with, and I used to train with him a bunch, and I had used a yoke like that before. I didn't like do excellent with it, but I don't think like I lost all my teeth carrying that thing. But it was that was one of those moments I remember because I remember I was out there and someone else on our team was carrying it. That's when I was competing for New England, and that was one of those moments where I was not focused on my team at all. I was just watching the chaos around me. <laughs> so it was that crazy. It was that crazy. <laughs> Yeah, man, it was a really hard thing to carry. Really, do you hard. think? Uh, do you think it's time to, for us to bring that one back? Yeah, I think we can handle it now. I think it would also uh, actually be amazing to see it now. Maybe put it, put it in the individual field and to see yeah. the difference of how how well people can handle that compared to ten years ago. And, and maybe make it a little lighter. Heavy. You could make it a little. <laughs> yeah, you could make it a little lighter, maybe. Or... <laughs> hey, this is the part in the video where people are going to rewind it to watch that. I mean, yeah. that was nuts. That thing is nuts. Andrew, if you want that, uh, Andrew Hiller, if you want that video, we'll send it over to you if you want to make a video about how far the game is going. What was that thing called? But there's been a lot of learnings. Um, I forget what it was called. The wobbly yoke? I don't know. But the, remember the worm used to be logs. Yes. Probably yes. That, that same was, year. Yeah, that was the same year. Yeah, that was nasty. They were the worst. Yeah, the, if you the, wanted the, to lose all your fingers, there was a great way to do that was to carry that thing. What what video did I see? Oh, could you go to uh Susa, could you go to GoWad's Instagram account? Have you seen this compilation they put together of Pat Vellner? Have you seen this? Have you seen this, Brian? From yesterday, I watched all, it all today, the fails. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Man, that that Someone dude's sent hard. It yesterday and said uh Vellner wins the internet today or something like that. Wow, that dude is fucking tough. That is no joke, some of the shit that's happened to him at the fucking CrossFit Games or semifinals or wherever this footage is from. I mean, he he takes a beating. Did you know he fucking um, – he, he was coughing up blood when he fell off the net, uh, Hobart? Yeah. You didn't know that? Yeah, it's crazy, right? 
Well, I wonder if any the documentary. I wonder if any other um, uh, athletes ever uh, coughed up blood from falling uh, at the CrossFit Games. I don't see it. I don't see it. Maybe it's on his Instagram. Maybe they made it for him. It's that it that was, yoke was three hundred and seventy pounds for men, two hundred and thirty for women. Wow. Each team member gets one attempt to move the yoke. Time cap three minutes. One attempt to move it as far as you could. So once your dude gets pile drived on the ground, the other people on the team pick it up and set it on your back. Is that how it works? Oh, Romwad, not Gowad. What's the difference between Romwad and Gowad? Well, are they are they are they both stretching? The other one helps you go. Oh, they're not they're not both like stretchy apps. Like they are are both stretchy. Oh, okay, okay. So they're competitive. Been around for a, for a, a lot longer. Gowad's made an aggressive move into the space in the last couple of years. Is Gowad owned by Kelly Starrett? Is that his? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Is this one owned by Kelly Starrett? Play this video. <laughs> okay, play this video. What, where was that weight rolling to? Is that during the total? When was that during? No, no. It was during the uh, Aeneas uh, pegboard. Oh, the yoke carry. Light thruster yoke carry. <laughs> it's, I, th- I don't know how that happened. It literally rolled six lanes across the Coliseum floor. It felt so dumb going to get it. That was such a great – that workout had such a – that was such a great name for that workout. It was a very uh, – It was perfect. Clever, clever name, yeah. I'd like to see that workout re- – brought back but in like a rounds type setting but with those yokes with those wobbly yokes yeah with wobbly yokes and like you know three rounds for, for and the pegboard pegs instead of being made out of wood are made out of rubber <laughs> so kind of bow a little bit this is what this is what you get with the calf program oh it's a uh, it's a dildo company offers the uh the pegs <laughs> their new rigid line <laughs> you take the pegs home oh so let's speaking of dildos let's go back to con's post uh, what is con why is con posting vaginas the day uh, the week before two weeks before the games how far are we till the games um you look at adam yeah the dildo pegboard i like that functional <laughs> in so many ways uh this is a fantastic book come as you are by emily nagoski it's a book about sex intimacy written by a woman mostly aimed at women it highlights the beautiful renaissance happening at the moment around women's sexuality ladies i highly recommend it i didn't know there was a god i'm 50 i didn't know there was a renaissance around women's sexuality what is what does that mean a renaissance uh ladies i highly recommend it however i also think this is a great book for blokes that's us right that's dudes yeah yeah however i also think this uh if you're a heterosexual man chances are at some point hopefully uh you will connect become intimate have sex and fall in love Ooh, gross <laughs> Uh, I'm going to the, what'd you say? Cooties. Cooties. Yeah. Um, that I'm going to the last sentence. Oh, can you scroll all the way down? I want to just get to the end here. I want to tie this one up. I I like the cover of the book. It's a nice drawing. Um, so whilst this book is absolutely aimed at women, it's also a fantastic read for guys. Oh, he translated for us Americans at the end. All right. Oh, wait, wait, one more. Uh, this, was, this sentence is for you, I think, Hobart. There's also a little literature around body positivity, performance anxiety, and just general chatter around the various insecurities men experience. Hobart, we should do a whole series of podcasts on that. In relationship to sex and sexuality, probably because anything beyond the physical is still taboo for us both. Lopes. 
Mm. Blokes means guys. I just want to know, does Bigfoot have hair or fur? He has both. You know how some dogs have like hair and fur? Yeah, hair is the layer underneath the fur that keeps the water off the skin or something, right? It waterproofs them. Yeah. And I would imagine Bigfoot has both. Tom Porter's transforming into Emily Abbott. I think the word is transitioning, but whatever. You do you. You do you. Remember when she came on for the news show? Yeah, I think she got offended. Yeah. She lived she left abruptly or something. Something weird happened. She just had enough. It's kind of how like the Sevon Matt and Josh podcast ended. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was still going. Uh it is. It is. We just haven't done one in a while. Um Brian, where do you got CrossFit Rhapsody? Because they're friends of mine. Oh, Renaissance. Rebirth. Okay, so there's a rebirth. Women are having sex again. There's a rebirth. Okay, women. Good job. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, wh- wh- who's, who's your friend on the team, Hobart? Well, I just I know the, the folks who own the gym. And um, it's good people. And how do you cool know gym. they made it to the games? Because uh, I followed them throughout the season. Last nope. year, they, they did not do great at the games. Well, I have them 34th. Okay, that's a bump up. Oh, wow. I have a question for you, Brian. This one's going to sting a little bit. Sorry, sorry, Africa. Uh, how bad is this CrossFit Tiger Valley unit team? They, they, are, they, are, they, are, they, are they better or worse than Jason Smith? I mean, do these how do these people you wow? Are is is it really just a token like hey, um, that they're going to be at the games? Are they going to get embarrassed? Are they going to have all caps and sh- they're going to be capped on every workout? I don't know. There, I have them ranked last. I think I have the the representative from Africa ranked last in all three divisions. Um, and yeah, they're just based on the performance. They haven't shown the capacity to compete with these teams. So you know you call whatever you want they get one spot at the games but i think that once they get there they're going to be bottom three at best uh, across the board this year so if crossfit east woodbridge east from Wood- europe named twice if they don't from north america oh they okay from north america if they right atlas oh, no At, atlas was the canadian one yeah okay if they get beat by any of those three teams they should be put on suicide watch well the t- so the bottom three teams I have in there right now are the fifth and sixth place qualifying teams from Copa Sur because the top four teams are ineligible, and that makes sense. You you know, <laughs> how the fuck how the fuck can the African team not beat the the <laughs> the fifth and sixth place team from South America? Wow, Brian, this is not this isn't looking good. This isn't looking good down here. This might be – these are the teams to follow. If you want to go to the games and just drink your ass off and get <laughs> drunk and try to get kicked oh, out, push on. the limits of getting – follow these three teams. That's you know what you do? Pick, yeah. pick one of these three teams at the bottom. No, you know what you do? You just pick – you just go and talk shit to CrossFit East Woodbridge. They can't even spell CrossFit right there. They got lowercase f. Okay, that's on me. Oh, right. <laughs> I think we can see that I spelled it right the other 35 times. Yeah, you did. 30, 37 of the 38 times you spelled it right. Uh, wow. Wow, you must think this Africa team is shit. There, look, this is the CrossFit Games. Someone has to be ranked last. 
I know, but but Copa Sur, the first fourteen. Are, are you telling me that? I, but here's the thing: Are like, you telling me that those teams, the, out of those sixteen athletes, someone tested positive? Uh, one in four tested positive, and that's why they're not coming to the CrossFit Games, and why we're at fifth and sixth. Yeah, we we went over that a couple of weeks ago, I think. A couple uh, yeah, of I'm just str- I'm just struggling to believe that. Do we know how many people from each team tested positive? Was uh, it like the? It well. There was some of the teams uh, announced that, and then CrossFit also posted, and I think it was for Ribeiro, which was second. There was one. Uh, oh no, there were two people on that team. They list both of them. There Only two, two were tested, I think, Hobart. Only two people yeah. from every team were tested, so we don't even know. The third place team had two, oh, and then the top so- team had one, and the fourth team had one. The only two were tested. Yeah, they both. So they and two popped. I believe that's the case. I, you know, I had thought that two members of each team that was were tested everywhere, like that. That was it. It was only two. But in Africa, they tested all four. So I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure anymore. Hey, let, we should start a rumor that like their that their drug testing is better than everywhere else's, and that's why they got caught. Like just to give them some breathing room. You know what I mean? Little. Can we go to the uh, 11 through 20 teams? All right, if you insist. <laughs> Man, that is – I'm serious, by the way. If, you, if, you're, if you're going to the games as a team, I think those are the four teams to watch if you want to have some fun. Pick a winner there and just get behind them. What a fucking mess it is down there. This team in 14th is a team that I'm – personally, I'm super excited to see at the games. It's the team from Russia that, uh, that won the Far East throwdown uh, pretty convincingly. And they've uh, they basically what they've done here with this uh, Kalashnikov program in Russia is the equivalent of what Mayhem's doing in the U.S., where they're just gathering all of the best athletes from their country. Some of them are training as individuals. A lot of them are contributing to the team. I wouldn't be surprised if they have two teams next year. They have some masters athletes that train there. And so they're basically just making a, a, a Russian training camp that's intent is to have high level competitors in a lot of divisions. Yes, James. They performed really well in the open, right? I think so. Um, The kind of cool thing about this team is they're in Las Vegas right now training underneath Tommy Hackenbrook. So, you know, so they've... um, Wow. They're leaning on an experienced team competitor from, you know, a different era uh, to get some, you know, to get an extra advantage. So when you were asking about teams that have variable you know, potential at the games. This is definitely one of them. Like we really don't know anything about them because they haven't competed against any other team from North America or Europe in a, in a competition like this, but their athletes are very good. Uh, that girl, Alexandra Buzanova, I think would have qualified for the games out of Asia as an individual this year, if she tried to compete. Um, and I've been trying to follow s- some of their stuff over the last year, 18 months. <laughs> holy shit how'd you get in here hello 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 you didn't get the dress code what's that you didn't get the dress code no he I did get it. it i'm just pro, uh, post session here trying to get some sun on the balcony uh well, con welcome to the show i have one question for brian brian is tommy training that team or are they training at his gym or I both think he i think he trains them and now they're and they've come to the u.s obviously and they're training with him now at his gym Wow. Or whatever Jimmy's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Con, what's up, dude? Con, are you in uh, are you in Michigan? 
Yes, we are. Have you been to Michigan before? Uh, no, this is my first time. It's uh, it's cool. It's uh, quiet. If there was but nothing, if there was no, um, no, no, no elements in between us, I could drive a car straight to you and be there in probably an hour. Really? Oh, mate, but, swing on by. Come for a session. Well, there's a, there's a lake in the way, so it'd take a little bit longer. Fair enough. Fair enough. Con, I'm sorry. Is it uh, is it cold outside where you're at? No, not at all. Uh, especially not coming from Reykjavik summer, which was a balmy 13 degrees at best. <laughs> wow. Is it is it humid where you're at? What, it, it's, a, it's 11 a.m. right now for you? Yes, 11 a.m. Yeah, it's hot and it's humid. Today there's a bit of a breeze, but it's been, yeah, it's been wild. It was like 90 yesterday and then the humidity was solid as well. And, and are you enjoying it? Is, is Australia humid or just hot? Yeah, no, we get humid in summer, but it's winter there at the moment, so it wouldn't be too bad. And is, 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 are you glad to be in Michigan? Are you like, okay, this is a good change? And, yeah. and I'm assuming you're there because you're trying to, you're getting ready to acclimate to the possible insane heat. I mean, it could always be ridiculously hot in Madison. I mean, it's not guaranteed, but it could get nuts. Yeah, dude. It's like the, well, coming from Iceland as well, if we didn't come here beforehand or somewhere that was hot as shit, we'd be in a lot of trouble. I think mean, going straight to the games. Seven, they're at the pit, the pit ranch or whatever that hosts the teen competition. How'd you guys get hooked up over there? Um, we honestly all just put the feelers out on Instagram, and then they contacted Lauren and said, "Hey, we've got a pretty good facility. Um, we can probably help you out with some housing." You should see the place I'm at now. Like that's the backyard. It's like on the oh, back. damn flags everywhere. There's that many live, laugh, love signs. I'm so motivated. It's fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, what about the bugs? Uh, there's a few bugs, but that's not too bad compared to back home. I'm used to them. Okay. No um, mozzies, which is good. Say that again? No mozzies, which is good. What's a mozzie? Like, you know, the little mosquitoes, the pests. Oh, yes, yes. Those blokes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying some shit out. Just trying some shit out. Mate, oh. you'll have the vernacular down pat. Wait till you hear the guys on the team. They've got plenty of Aussie sayings ready to go. Good. Um, Khan, um, we, we were talking, we were comparing, um, you and Oslo to the mayhem independence team, basically the mayhem independence team. They know those are the first people to do that all season. They, they, they know, they, (laughs) they know they can't win. They've already, uh, Angelo has been, uh, neutered by Rich Froning and, uh, all of them have been told to shut the fuck up and stay in your lane, bitches. Now, um, the question is, is do you guys go in there? Do you, do you think you and Oslo go in there and it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it's just win. It's just win, win, win. Yeah. Go in. That's, that's the idea. We all, everyone wants to win. Like that doesn't, I don't think that means that we're sitting here going weak. We're, we're going to get them. We're going to get them. We're going to get them. But we definitely want to win. Absolutely. It, and and um, when I was how how is the team dynamics in the video I saw last night that looked like there was a moment where there may have been a small hiccup between you and and someone else. Um, what was what was the moment specifically? Maybe I can shed some light on it because I would say if there was anything that I think bodes well for our team, and you can feel free to send some links and get some confirmation, it's our yeah. team chemistry. I think okay. the vibe amongst our training camp as a whole is phenomenal. So I'm curious what the moment is. Yeah. Um. So so when uh when when um Bjorgvin not only slapped Tola but then followed up with spitting on him, uh, Tola that was a, that was all good. Uh yeah. That's actually how they express love in uh, Iceland. You'll kind of undercover if you have enough of them on the show for a long enough period of time. Mate, once yeah. he gets on you, that's when you know that he loves you. 
That's how it is in California too. We slap you and spit on you. Okay, so I I've been waiting for Savon to do that for years. Yes. Um it's a scene where um uh Lauren is filming you with her phone and then there's a camera guy there and Tola's there and Annie's there and and Lauren says you said, does anyone else have anything that they don't want me to say or that offends them or something like that? And she says, I don't want you to call me this. And I forget what it is. Oh, Lord's and then she and then she goes, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But I looked at your eyes and you're all wide eyed and shit. And you're like, you're packing your bag aggressively. I'm like, oh, Khan's Khan's got his panties in a twist here. Yeah, so does the does it show the start of that where that came from about how we've been calling Frederick Freddie the whole season and Annie comes out of nowhere and says, you know, he hates that. And Tola and I were like, wait, what? We have like we've been calling him this since day one. Why didn't you guys say anything? Like we love Frederick, have so much respect for that dude. And then so yeah. So okay, so it wasn't that you were upset, maybe you were a little embarrassed and I read you wrong. Oh, like you felt absolutely oh, okay. Think absolutely. And then right. uh yeah, but I, I just for the record, no one else is allowed to call Lauren Losberger. Let's just that that's not a thing to stick and don't advise anyone else calling her that. What Losberger? Yes, sir. As I said, mate, they've got an indoctrination in the ways of Australian slang uh very quickly here in Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> they, they add a lot of Z's to names. Yeah, or E at the end or O. Gotta put an O an O on the end of them, and then that's that's a pretty good Aussie nickname. Um, it's got to be. Uh, you you were joking about the comparison between you guys and uh, and what's going on with mayhem, but it's got to be fun. It it, yes. it it definitely injects. It's not like oh, this is so lame. It it really injects the team competition with a shit ton of energy, right? Yeah, I think it only gets tiresome when I think other people take it a lot more seriously. It is so much fun. Like the ability to have that banter and to have that kind of um, back and forth. And I know like they must be licking their chops at what with all the media stuff that's coming out of CrossFit. They're loving it too, which is really, really cool. The only time it gets tiresome is when you get like the messages. Oh, you think you really think you're going to beat Mayhem? You're like, okay, like, cool. People send you messages like that? Oh, dude, absolutely. (laughs) I I put a video up yesterday. I just go out way too hot, like just taking the piss out of myself, which is, a normal thing for us to do. And then people in the comments like, and you think you can beat Rich Froning? I was like, God, okay. <laughs> We're like eating a cheeseburger while they're yeah. typing it. It's just yeah, like- yeah, look at this idiot here. I'm like, oh my God. But other than that, honestly, yeah, it's been a blast. And it's, I think I posted something the other day as well. Like it's been surreal. I was watching, I was thinking about when I started CrossFit and I was like 2012 and it was Rich and Annie were the pinnacle of the sport. And we kind of were like, anytime maybe those thoughts would be like, oh, I'm so annoyed with people with the constant comparison when it gets negative like that. I'm like, holy shit, you're on a team with Annie Thor's daughter going against Rich Froning. When you started this sport, those people were like, they were icons to you. And somehow you're in this bizarre scenario, like, fuck. Like, it's like, nostalgic as fuck for a lot of us. It's crazy. Oh, seriously. It's yeah. Crazy. I mean, to tell you the truth, it was almost like that they should have got married. Like it, it, it was really like that. You know what I mean? It really was like that. It was like they were like the king and the queen of, of yeah. our cult. Yeah, Seriously, they really were. And and yeah, it's kind of cool to see them go head to head. And I know, yeah, like we're just super duper excited. I mean, we knew that that was going to be the whole storyline throughout the season. And yeah, it's been fun to play up to it at times as well. Is Annie's um, uh, aura and star power? a um benefit or is it a distraction 
Um, I think, honestly, we've spent enough time around each other now as a group that I think it's 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 her experience is a benefit. I think the way that she carries herself both in training and a competition is an unbelievable benefit. How I've grown as an athlete and how I know the other guys have grown as an athlete. Oh, that's Tola here. Maybe it's Tola. He's in a massage chair. That's who I Oh, yeah. Let's go see. Yes. Well. yes. But yeah, we, um, we, I think we've all benefited from it. What you doing, big guy? You want to jump on Let, a call? Yeah, let's look at, let's look at the Tola. There he is. There he is. <laughs> We can just admire him while he's making breakfast. And we'll yes. Notice, notice Tola in the wild. Oh, he takes his shirt off. That's interesting because I was assessing that too, that he doesn't have his shirt off in a lot of videos, but there he is naked in the wild. That's awesome. That's just a rare thing that you get to see Tola naked in the wild on an interview as well. So you guys got treated to something very special just then. Um, um, you guys weren't friends before you joined the team. No, we'd met each other when we did demo team last year, but um, we we lived together effectively uh, in two bedroom unit when we got to Iceland, and it was two bedrooms, uh, a small table, and a small kitchen between the two of us, and that was it. So, yeah, we've become good bros since. And, and where is he from? Uh, he's Boston Bay, uh, from Boston originally, but based in Vegas. Wow. Oh, it, it, so is he is like he an it. underdog guy? He's an underdog yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's an underdogs guy. So I knew him um, also just through Kotler, just because Kotler and I are tight. Okay, bring him over here. Let's find out what the fuck happened with Danielle Brandon. No, no, I'm joking. 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 Uh, do you have anything for uh, Mr. Con Porter, uh, Brian? No, I mean, or maybe I do. You know, what's, uh, you know, I obviously was there. I saw you guys compete in. Netherlands, you guys looked pretty cohesive and pretty smooth from your assessment. You know, has it been a significant progress even from then? Because I mean, it was week one of semis. Yeah, I think each, yeah, I would have liked that competition. I think we all would have liked that competition to have some uh, longer and more challenging workouts uh, to really put us to a test. So I think we've definitely, as a team, we kind of, uh, particularly the last, I want to say, three, four weeks have really, really started to feel like we've got things like the worm really dialed in and all these kind of things that we didn't get to get hands-on in competition. We only did the one worm workout there. And then there was a lot of the events were quite short or it was very short bursts of effort. So it's it was hard to use that as a, as a gauge overall of where we're at. But um, we've gone ahead and done a, tested a bunch of workouts from other semifinals. And yeah, I think, you know, we are a new team in the scheme of things. We're six, oh, six people. We're four people that, you know, for the most part didn't really know each other prior to the season, got thrown together, moved to a new country uh, where there wasn't much else to do except train. So we've only gotten better and better as the season's progressed. How good? We'll see. We'll see when it comes time to throw down. But we're just excited, man. I think... Yeah, we're, we're significantly better than we were at semifinals, which was significantly better than we were at quarterfinals. And we'll just kind of, yeah, we'll see we'll see where that leaves us when it comes time to lay it out on the floor. Uh, Hobart, do you have anything? I have one final question. Do you have anything, Hobart? Um, are you guys still doing any of your own programming or is it just all team stuff mm. that you guys determine or how much influence does Yami have on what you guys do day to day? Uh, Yami is... You know, our Lord and Savior, he does everything. He oversees <laughs> presence and, yeah, no, he's great. He does everything for us. So we have individualized portions of training to cater to our um, specific needs as athletes. 
Um, and then, but I'd say 90% of what we're doing now is team-based. So even th- Hey, Yami really is incredible, huh? He's putting oh, in dude. like 16 to 20 hours a day. I was watching that video and I was watching him tend to toll his calf. And I started like doing the math. If he tended to everyone's calf once a day, it, the, the math starts getting fucking crazy. Like he does do that. If you have a little injury that's going on or something that's nagging, or even if it's not an injury, he is checking in with everyone physically he's checking every in with everyone mentally and then he's providing the coaching on top of that like the dude the dude's on but the other person as well that's in, very involved is frederick so frederick's input can't be uh. either. dude he is onto it as well and he i guess yami's seen as the coach but frederick is a super knowledgeable dude and has a huge impact because he's also got bkg here who I honestly think he's poised for a phenomenal year like that guy is in crazy shape right now so um, it'll be cool. Yeah, like Yami's kind of got both of those things going on. And so Frederick helps out too. Who's fitter, BKG or Samuel Cornway? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just know. That talk some shit. Talk some shit. Come I'm going to say I know that BKG is very fit at the moment. <laughs> I my guy BK. He's, he's up there. Um, a f- Final question. And thank you so much for coming on. Um, If... Do is there a chance we could see this team again? It's the million dollar question, isn't it, mate? I guess you'll just have to wait and see till uh, after the games. I think yeah. we do get asked it a lot and there has been various conversations, but ultimately rather than thinking about what we're gonna do twenty twenty three, I yeah. feel like we've kind of collectively come together to say rather than having those conversations, let's be f- super focused, twenty twenty two games, trying to get on top of that podium and then reassess from there. So I think... Well, okay, so it's definitely not a no. no You're not def- like... You guys feel good. You're yeah. like, fuck, we yeah. might not trade this car in. This could be... A oh, keeper. absolutely. And okay. I even if you didn't necessarily see the exact same configuration as a team, we would probably all come together and train again in Iceland. Awesome. Like, yeah, the, as I said, the vibe there is phenomenal. Awesome. All right, dude. Easy, good guys. Man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. no, Peace, fuck, man. thank you. Great to see you guys. Good luck. So much for the show. See you guys. Bye. That was really cool. And I, you know, the, the thing that really jumped out to me was what he'd said about the semifinals, you know, that they wanted to see a higher level of programming. They wanted to see more challenging or longer tests where they, as a team were required to do more work for more periods of time instead of these quick bursts and this one worm workout. And I think it's actually a super challenging thing for the semifinal programmers to program for team competitions because especially at the semifinal level the difference from the top teams the, the games qualifying teams the top heat and then the bottom heat is really really drastic so if you do put those higher level things you're going to see some teams in heat one that just get obliterated but you will have a better idea of the teams towards the top and how good they can actually become the games if you dive into i'll put all my rankings up at some point on instagram for teams and you'll see that in some places in there I have teams that were fourth place at one semifinal doing better than teams that were first place in another semifinal because of the fact that I think that their skill set or team chemistry will translate better to game style programming than a semifinal. Or, or teams that took um, uh, sixth plus sixth place <laughs> at their semifinal. Well, I'll give you an example. Last year at the Granite Games, I watched CrossFit Omnia totally dominate the field and they were so, so good, but then they really underperformed at the games last year. 
they again were the best team at semifinals this year in the Atlas games, but I've ranked them outside the top 20 because I think there are several teams that can outperform them in the games. It's of course possible that they've improved in that domain and will, you know, show a different quality at the games this year. But that's a real thing. Like in the team division, especially, you can do pretty well at semifinals and struggle at the games. Uh, if you have any questions for Brian and uh, Hobart, the window is going to be small, but you're welcome to call in and ask them. Uh, James, what did you think from this uh, 10 minutes we spent with Com Porter about his attitude, his vibe? Um, yeah, I like it a lot. Um, it's funny. The same thing stuck out to me that stuck out to Brian. I'm glad he said that. I, I like when athletes, teams, whatever, competitors say, hey, I did this test and I wanted to be tested more. I think that's a really good outlook to go into the games with because that's exactly what's going to happen. I also think it's good because if everyone else on the team truly feels that way, you're looking at a team of people who are competing to push themselves to a limit. Not even to a limit. They're competing to push themselves basically to um, – I don't know, to the podium. I think that's a really cool thing. And it's a it's a good mindset because it's it's not an unstoppable mindset, but it basically means they're not putting a limit on themselves rolling into the games. And if you have a team that that's fit like those guys and they are working well together, that's a pretty dangerous thing. Because I think a lot of people go into the games and they're like, we're just here to have fun or we're here to be in the top 10. You know, if, if the Reykjavik team is going in there and saying, hey, we're just showing up to well, yes, get on the podium, but push ourselves as far as we possibly can. That's a good place to be. They have to, they have to, um, right. They have to learn how to take that energy that's coming to them and use it. Right. Both teams. You can't be annoyed by the fans, right? Were you ever annoyed by the fans when you were in the mayhem team? No, I loved, I loved when people talk shit. It just, you know, it was like, Oh, you're going to run in your mouth. You're going to say, we're going to lose. I would be like, cool. We're going to go train now. You know, we're going to go do this better. I really liked it. I remember this one specific moment. We were doing a regional and it was a deadlift burpee workout. And um, it was like we were getting beat and it was like, oh, such and such team just passed mayhem. And the entire place went crazy. And then when we finally passed and I was like, cool, then we're going to crush these idiots. And um, they weren't idiots. They're great people. Um Anyway. I like the aggression. I like the aggression. Don't worry. But that's, that's what was going through my head. That's and what finally happens when you're we... on testosterone in the off season, Hobart. You get a little aggressive yeah. like that. It's okay. I appreciate that. Finally, um, someone noticed. Um, and then when we finally passed them, it's like the whole place went silent, and I was just like, that fired me up so much. I was like, good. Let's keep them quiet. So I think that stuff's good. great. Uh Haley. He's he's married. That's okay. Okay. Oh, Haley. Wow. You should lay out. You're taking a lot of tea, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Go ahead. You're live. Tell us what you need. Uh, James, I was just wondering if you still had a relationship with Rich. Oh, I wish you would have just paused a little bit longer there. That was really uncomfortable for a second. Nice, though. Delivery was still good. I'll give it a nine. But after you would have said if you still have a relationship, if you could have paused and really let him reel, turn a different shade of red, that would have been nice. No, William, my wife just got home from the gym. Uh, yeah, Rich and I still text each other. We haven't seen each other in a long time, uh, but we chit-chat now and then. So. I text Rich and invited him on the show, and he he said he logged on and saw Hobart, and there's no fucking way he's coming on with this fucking has-been. I mean, it's in my text right here. If I'm lying, I'm dying. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> hey, uh, another question for you, Hobart. Do you have a relationship with Hewitt? Yeah, still do. Matt and I... Um, talk pretty frequently so yeah 
Did you have a third question? I feel, I feel like we're getting you somewhere. Trade at Mayhem Together. Oh, at Mayhem Together? Uh, we went down there for a fundraiser. I think it was like two years ago. Um, it was during COVID when we all did um, we all did a workout together. It was a yeah, while. Hewitt has his own programming now, right? I think I went to his Instagram account the other day. And he yeah. has his own programming, right? Yeah, he looked great. He looks jacked. Yeah, he's jacked. Yeah, he's jacked. He, he looks yeah, jacked. he looks awesome. Yeah. It's it's just a consequence of being in, in Cookville, Tennessee. Uh, uh, Haley, thanks for calling. Uh, we'll talk soon. Bye. I was afraid what his next question was going to be. <laughs> Did you sleep with uh, Hewitt? Uh, Zach, <laughs> how can I help you, brother? Hey, what's up? What's up, dude? I guess this question is for like all of you guys, but uh, where do you, like, I didn't do research for this question, but I think it was like 2019, the Dubai event, the Dubai CrossFit Championship, they offered like, more prize money than what would be at the CrossFit games. Do you see like the evolution of the sport, just like different events coming up? Like, I don't know, like we're like kind of like horse racing where you have like a triple crown throughout the season instead of like one main event every year. Well, There's going to be the California hormone games where you can compete while you're, <laughs> while you're cycling on. And then yeah. the CrossFit games will be when you're cycling off. I, I mean, that's the way I kind of see the season. There kind of already is a triple yeah. crown, right? Like that's not a bad that's a good insight, right? So you have Wadapalooza, you have Rogue, yeah. you have Dubai, maybe. I, I already think it kind of exists. Like it doesn't have a name to it or a series, but yeah. There are, and then there are uh, there's another tier of competitions that are emerging. So we had the French Throwdown last month. We had the Can West Games this past weekend, and in both cases, the winners of those competitions are making as much money as you can make for finishing in the middle teens, like 15, 16, yeah. at the CrossFit Games. And so, and I know that like the competition directors of those style of competitions are looking to create opportunities, especially for athletes that are just on the fringe or close to making the games, to have another outlet. Uh, to express the fitness that they've been preparing for if they fell up a little bit short and also to earn a little bit of extra money. Uh, Zach, I got a question for you. Are, are you impressed yeah. with a uh, Wadapalooza rogue in Dubai? The, the what? Are you impressed with those events? Like I'm impressed with those events. Oh yeah. With Wadapalooza really rogue in Dubai. Like I'm like, Holy shit. Like not only the events, I guess the caliber of athletes they're getting the competition. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're really entertaining. I think yeah. they're really good. Yeah. They're uh, really cool. Yeah. Cool to watch. How about you? Are you impressed with those, uh, Hobart? Those are yeah. yeah. Brian? Yeah. They're each impressive in their own regard. Yes. Yeah. But they're with all three very different competitions. I mean, I mean, think about it. Without Wada, without a Dubai, we never get to see Ricky and uh, we would have never seen Ricky and Roman. Laura. And not only Laura that, we got came to, up there. Uh, Sarah. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 and, and and we saw Sarah's comeback there. So I mean, it, no, wait, was Sarah's comeback was it Wadapalooza? No, no. Now, Sarah, and what I'm saying is, uh, th those athletes all competed in Dubai before the, the CrossFit Games. Like they were, right. they had that was like their high level of competition experience, and where you know people were like, oh, damn, that person did pretty well there. I wonder if they make the games if they'll do that well. Zach, the question is: Is this will there be athletes who eventually just compete at those events and don't compete at the games? Like, what if someone yeah. goes there I mean, and, and what if you win first place yeah. at Rogue Wadapalooza in Dubai and you don't go to for some reason you don't go to that's, the games? That's what I'm thinking. Like, like I know it might be like a little bit of a stretch, but it's like say, like you know the NHL, right? National Hockey League. They have like crazy sponsors, like Coca Cola, like all these 
companies. Like if they started sponsoring and just throwing money into these events, do you ever see that happening? I mean, d- 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 there's companies that could just buy the fucking could overtake the CrossFit Games overnight if they wanted to. For I, some reason, they must not think it's fiscally smart. But for, for yeah. the thirty million dollars you could put on an like event that destroys that leaves the CrossFit Games in the dust, and 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 that's yeah. like and just to put that in perspective, every year Gatorade spends three hundred million dollars just on billboards. Yeah, I mean a little t- cheeky there. It's 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 on just their propaganda machine is three hundred just for that one drink, Gatorade. And so if they wanted yeah. to, you know, if someone like that wanted to fuck with a rounding error, they could they could uh, they could step into the space. I'm sure Bill could do it too. There's no question that Rogue could do it, but um, for some reason they yeah. don't. I mean, the the entire ecosystem. May, maybe it's the, because of the relationship Rogue has with that ecosystem too, because they also, you know, they do very well off of the affiliates, right? Because they sell equipment to the affiliates, so they they don't want to damage. Yeah. They specifically Rogue doesn't want to damage the ecosystem. They want to see it flourish. But fuck, Nike might not give yeah. a fuck. So. Yeah. All right. Thanks cool. for calling, man. Thank you. Thank yep. you, guys. Bye. You guys ever read that book, um, ESPN book? Why do those guys have all the fun? Or what was the name of that book, Susan? Did you ever read uh, that? Come, the- come as you are. No, is that <laughs> no? This is a this is a um uh God. What was the name of this book? The, the, they have all the ro- fun in the room, or it's the history of ESPN. But for basically, for the first twenty years, ESPN was just getting money, oil money just pumping in the thing was not making any profits it was just some dude's side hobby he thought it would be cool to have a television station that played sports 24 hours a day and it took off if you got someone in like that at crossfit to pump that shit up i mean fuck it could be their own like that's what everyone oh yeah this book this is a great book those guys have all the fun inside the world of espn great book have you read that hobart i haven't but i'm gonna make a note right now i'm gonna i won't read it i'll listen to it to be honest but yeah me too I just like that there was a pictogram of a size related to somebody's body of the book. It's kind of weird. Uh, Mr. Rich, how are you? What's up, Sam? How are you? I'm living the dream. I see that. Doing awesome. Great job. Hey, I got a question for Brian and James. Are you from New Go Jersey? Back. Are you from New Jersey? Wait, wait. But before you say anything else, let's all guess where he's from. I'm going to say he's from Jersey. Hobart? I'm going to say from uh, New York. Uh, Brian? Connecticut. Delaware. Delaware. Okay, uh, where are you from? Rich? Delaware? No way! I wouldn't be come from Joe Biden State. Come on! Boom! Um, Roasted. <laughs> it was worth the guess Connecticut- for that response. <laughs> I'm from Connecticut. Oh, right. New Jersey. Okay. Why? Do I get an accent? Or yeah, yeah. You definitely. You sound like you and Hobart sound like you could be brothers. <laughs> I know James very well, or two degree actually. James, James both. Right oh, I, th- I think if this is the rich that I know from Connecticut, then this is the. Does your last name start with an H? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Not much, brother. How you been, baby face killer? Yeah, you, good. Good to hear you, from you. You didn't recognize. He calls you baby face killer. You guys are he, close. You didn't recognize his old. voice. It sounds different when he's in bed whispering in your ear, Hobart. Yeah, it's deeper. <laughs> it's deeper. How can I help uh, you? Hey, I got a question. We're going back and forth about thank yous and stuff, and you know, Ryan's thing about finding the fittest award the CrossFit game, why won't CrossFit consider just putting out six workouts and the thankful run them in a certain order like they used to do at regionals, then we can find out who the fittest is, no matter where they're coming from or what region, and just take the best time. 
Yeah, Brian, that's he said that's your thing, trying to find the fittest. <laughs> I like it. I can't. Yeah, I don't know why uh, more people don't want to have the, the best of the best at the top level of competition. No, you know, it's it's just a question of what's the priority. And I think that CrossFit has a two-pronged priority in this regard, one of which is they do want to find the fittest person on earth. And additionally, they want to create an opportunity for a global reach within the sport as well. And the sacrifice that you get from number two is that you won't have the top 40 fittest for now worldwide because some of those spots are going to be occupied by certain regions of the world that they do want to have representation from. I'm okay with that. You're not rich? The the latter part? A a little bit. but Yeah, I'm a little bit okay with it too. I'm not sure if I'm a lot okay with it. But I am definitely a little bit okay with it. It depends on how much you value the, the the quality of the competition. Because if you're, you know, it it it, it affects the scoring and it affects the potential scoring. If because I, you know, I will I have said before and I will contend that I could hand pick ten athletes to replace the bottom ten finishers of the games that I think would have a greater impact and performance at the games in terms of scoring and place overall placing and specifically in events to events that would, I think further legitimize the claim of the eventual winner that, yeah, I did win this competition and I did it against the other 39 best men in the world or women in the world. Well, yeah, I agree with that because you look at the seats, seats one and two are usually like, Oh, you know, no one really watches them. And three and four, everyone's up piling into the arenas and start watching those seats. And the same could be said for team. Let's get rid of that shit show at the bottom and put the best there so that people one and two are going to be watched more than just as equally as three and four. And you're going to have that competition. That leaderboard's going to get shaken up like, you know, you're scrambling egg. Fair enough. All right. Thanks, dude. Good question. Thank you. You're welcome. Later. Bye. Uh, are all the drug tests in? Well, I don't Has think so. put out a list? No, okay. Uh, and there's There's a potentially a variety of different answers to that question. So when we were looking at the bottom of the leaderboard earlier, there was one team in yellow. There's actually two teams that are in yellow that have not formally received. They either haven't received an invite to the games yet formally from CrossFit or they, um, they haven't showed up on the leaderboard, meaning that they haven't accepted their invitation. But uh, additionally, there's like, I don't know. There's been no communication from CrossFit to say like all of the drug failures have been announced now. And this is the, the, slate of athletes and teams moving forward so i I think there's still some room for air in that regard so like phil toon is still on the leaderboard for the games yeah i have no idea why they haven't removed the athletes and teams that have already been you know failed their drug tests from those lists it it could potentially be because the appeals process is open but i'm pretty sure that once the appeals process closed that's when they send the formal invite and so in that case there should be some of those athletes who've been removed and i and i really think they cross it should get on and do that asap Hey, um, caller, I know you're there. Sorry. One second. Um, I, I I'm, tri- I'm tripping on the drug thing. Cause I, I don't care what the policy is either way, but um, are they supposed to, do they have a policy in place that says what they're supposed to share with the public? Like they do, t- they do tests and like all the, does CrossFit every test that they do, do they post somewhere on their site that we did a test with James Hobart last week and it comes back negative? Like what, do they have a policy on whether they're supposed to tell us negative or positive or anything like that? Or we don't, we don't know anything. No. So first of all, and it's up to them. I'm not being critical no, at all, no, especially they, with James here. Uh, last week, Chase Ingram hosted a po- uh, just CrossFit know. podcast with yeah. Justin Berg and Curtis Bowler, where they investigate oh. many of these questions. Uh-huh. Morning Chalk Up released an article this morning that, highlights two of the most important elements of that conversation. It's about an hour long. If you're a competitor in the sport of CrossFit, you have to listen to that 
Like you okay. must listen to that podcast. And the fact that like that's not well known. And there's some stuff that's communicated within that podcast that are must like they they say if you're a competitor in the sport of CrossFit, coach, athlete, whatever, and you're not subscribed to and reading the hopper email that CrossFit sends out once a month, that you're not up to date on what you need to know to compete in this sport. The problem is I don't know that anyone knew that until they said it on that podcast. And I don't know that that many people are listening to that podcast. So yes, they're communicating that, but it's in the middle of an hour long podcast that's not that well promoted that this is something that you should have been doing all season. That's not right or fair to the competitors. If you want them to know that, you have to communicate that in a very direct and meaningful way at the start of the season, not in a hidden message in the middle of a podcast two weeks before the CrossFit Games. And what is that message one more time? That if, you're a, a, it's, if you are competing in the sport of CrossFit, you need to be up to date with the hopper, meaning you have to subscribe to that. And that's a checklist of things that you want to receive from CrossFit. And you have to subscribe to it and be reading it thoroughly. They're providing information there about, uh, about drug tests, about drug sanctions. What is the hopper? What do you mean subscribe to the hopper? What is that? It's a monthly email that's sent out by CrossFit, which is apparently a mandatory and must read for people who are competing in the sport. The problem Can someone is no like one me sign that. up for it? Can someone yes. like, yes. where I do you sign up for it? it? Well, I'm not exactly sure. Um, All right. but, but this, it's, it's, that's okay if that's the means that they want to communicate things. But the problem is CrossFit needs to have one stream of information where people know, okay, if I'm competing in the sport this year, this is where I have to go. And right now that's varied. There's stuff that comes out in some end of day emails. There's stuff that comes out in the hopper. There's their Instagram. Sometimes there's an alternate version of rules posted on someone else's Instagram. Then there's the CrossFit game site that doesn't match the CrossFit games, Instagram. Sometimes there's a podcast that has important information. It's way too confusing for people. You need to simplify that process and you need to do it at the start of the season. By the way, I did hear a rumor uh, and I don't know how accurate this is, but I heard a rumor that this year um, Dave will be starting the games. So basically the jets are going to fly over. Dave's going to walk out onto the floor with the microphone and he's going to say three, two, one, go. Welcome to the 2022 CrossFit games. Three, two, one, go. That is a rumor I did hear. Oh, caller, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Patience is key. Um, I had a question in regards to one of Andrew Hiller's video, and I want to know what Brian Fuck that guy. And... Do you not know that this is the Sevon podcast? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I want to know what are your guys' thoughts on the, the Z-score that he proposed um, to find the, the fittest on Earth that rewards when someone does better and punishes Whoa. when they do actually that do worse. Hiller proposed? Come on, man. Yeah. Well, listen, listen, listen. Without Tyler Watkins, Hiller wouldn't even exist. I mean, sorry. Yeah, uh, without, uh, without, sorry, I said that all wrong. Without Hiller, Tyler Watts, Watkins wouldn't even exist. Tyler Watkins. <laughs> There's Tyler plenty Watkins of resources a, out there about yeah. Z-score that, I, that Tyler Watkins and I have written. We've talked about it on some podcasts, on some bottom lines. And if, you're, if your source of information about Z-score is Hiller, then please go back and do your research before calling and asking. Damn. Damn, Ooh. look at how hostile everyone is towards you, Caller. I apologize. It was not my idea. This was Tyler Watkins' idea. He worked on it in conjunction with some other very knowledgeable people from the training think tank team who have been investigating different scoring systems for years. And so the basic premise for this idea is that if I beat you by a minute or if I beat you by a second in the current point scheme, I'm rewarded the same. And that's not a relative expression of my fitness compared to yours. Also, in, you know, by the same vein, like a minute in a three-minute workout is a lot different than a minute in an hour-long workout. And so th this is a way to uh, reward and, and punish athletes according to their performance relative to each other in a non-uniform way. There's a lot of complications about using that scoring system in certain styles of workouts. It doesn't 
translate as well. There are some competitions that are going to be testing Z scoring over the next six to 12 months, I think. And we're continuing to gather data uh, when it, regardless of if they're using it or not to see how it would affect potentially the leaderboard um, either way, like if you use different scoring models. So no, it's a good, it is a good thought. It is something that we're working on. Um, but it, I would, I would credit that idea to Tyler Watkins, not to anyone else. Uh, caller, I will say this. I've heard it explained by Brian and I've heard it explained by Tyler Watkins and both times that my wife had to put me on suicide alert. And, uh, when Andrew Hiller explained it, I, I just was just like, I got all googly eyed and warm and fuzzy. So I, I, I understand Hiller has a way of dumbing shit down for us tards and I appreciate it. I get the hopper in my email yeah. and it comes on the games app. I was under the impression that if you signed up for the open, you definitely get it, but it didn't start coming out until semis. I believe. Oh, sorry, caller. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say thanks for your time, y'all. Yeah, thanks Enjoy for letting us beat up on podcast. you. Okay, yep. thank you. Bye. <laughs> Guys, uh, any closing? We've been on here 95 minutes. Um, although my bladder is still not full, I think we've done our uh, our job here. Is there anything you guys like to add? Whether you win by an inch or a mile, winning is winning. I like it. I like it. Uh, will both of you be going to the CrossFit Games? Will both of you be going to the CrossFit Games? I'll be coaching workouts in the spectator area. So awesome. Come work out. Okay. Meet James Hobart. Uh, James, if, if, I, if, I, if, if you want to, by the way, if at any time during the week at the CrossFit Games, you're tired of working and you'd like to just stop working, all you have to do is take, you can't call twice, Haley. All you have to do is point your phone at an event and go live with me and you'll be, okay. you, you'll be dismissed. You get to, you get to. <laughs> You get to stop work. You get to stop working. Are you going to get the games? No, I am not. But 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 my, but the seven podcast. I thought you were going to hold the mic for Dave when he says three, two, one, go. But I, I want to tell you guys this: if you wear any seven, I am going to thank you. I am I am going to be there in spirit, but I'm not going to hold the mic for him. Um, uh, I appreciate you recognizing that I said that. Um, uh, there there is a there is a booth there at the games, uh, the Paper Street Coffee booth. Um. It, it will be sell, selling um, seven podcast shirts amongst other shirts, uh, Colton Merton shirts, other athletes. If, if you want to sell something there and you're an athlete who needs to make some spare change to fucking pay for gas to get to the event, contact me and, and maybe I can, I can help you out. That also being said, if you wear a seven podcast shirt on Sunday at the CrossFit games, we will be giving away a rogue echo bike to one of those people. So all you have to do is uh, be there at the games, wear the shirt, take a picture of yourself, post it to social media, and then I think we will be doing some sort of gathering. You and, probably uh, have to tag something in order for you to recognize that they're doing that, right? Yeah, thank you. Good. I don't know how to run competitions. Yeah, you're going to have to tag something. <laughs> anyway, pay attention. Bring your seven podcast shirts to the games this year. Okay. Hey, I'll say uh, this, by, yes. by the way, because this yes. woman, Rachel, in the comments did make a good point. Yes, it's nice that Tyler, that uh, Hiller is talking about that and that that's another opportunity for people to become aware of the Z-score format. I think what I got offended by was the fact that he thought it was Hiller's idea. And I didn't see that video. So if Hiller was presenting it as his idea, I would say that's inaccurate. But if Hiller is talking about it as a potential um, opportunity to score you know, the athlete's performances differently, then yes, that's a good thing. Uh, the owner of Vindicate Travis wants to thank Noble for the, for basically selling out all of Vindicate's gear. Uh, the shirts over there are really cool. Um, there's, there's, and there's a ton of, there's a ton of good stuff. This shirt's over there, the TDCEO shirt. Um, 
And I, and I think that's it. I think we're wrapped up. Really excited for the CrossFit Games. We have a ton of athletes coming on in the next two weeks. Get ready. A ton of athletes, a ton of people involved with the games. Uh, we're going to start trying to do uh, four a day, uh, two two forty five minute. Uh, no, basically four forty five minute videos with athletes every day uh, the week building up to uh, the game. So it should be fun. All right. I will see you guys, I think, next Tuesday. I don't know what show we're doing, but it looks like this is going to be a regular for uh, Brian and I, um, and we'll decide whether we'll keep inviting Hobart. Peace.